If you would love to create a transformational and successful coaching business, but you don't know where to start or how to make this a full-time career, then my new certification program, Influential Coach, is for you. There is no other four-month live online mastermind like this. I'm going all in, guns blazing on this one with you to skyrocket your coaching career and personal brand online. You will learn the frameworks I personally use for rapid transformational coaching so you can support your clients to achieve their dreams no matter where they are in life. You will also learn how to authentically brand and market yourself as a coach so you can stand out from the rest and build a career of freedom and fulfillment. Spots are limited and this is an application only program. So if you're serious about finally committing to building a successful career in transformational coaching, then head over to imjoelbrown.com slash coach and apply today. Welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I'm here today with John Templeton, who is a transformational coach, speaker, and he also is a Guinness World Record holder. John specializes in the area of mindset transformation, and he also really dives in and, and holds space for people that are wanting to build their wealth. He runs some awesome wealth programs. John and I were having a, a conversation before, and I said, John, wait, we need to get this on the podcast. And the conversation was around hypotheticals of what could be in play for our future in humanity. Uh, we are obviously going through some times where there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, this podcast episode isn't about fear mongering or anything of that nature. Uh, I felt like the, what John and I were talking about, I was like, wow, the addicted to success community really needs to at least uh, be wise to this and get some intel around this. If you want to prepare for a better future when it comes to what to invest in, how to save, where to move your money and really how to be smart, you know, how to be a smart person across the board, whether you run your own business or if you work in a nine to five or if you, you aren't and you're looking for something, John is going to share his wisdom with you today. Thanks, man. Cheers, Joel, and thank you for having me back on the podcast. Um, this episode, so if you're listening, this episode is, or watching, um, I believe it's going gonna, it's gonna to carry some weight. And what I mean by that is there is a lot of uncertainty, as Joel said, um, and the two main areas we're going to look into is finances and also like physical preparedness mm. for, we call these hypothetical situations, and this is my opinion, but one of these three that I'm going to throw at you are quite plausible. Uh, mm. We have lived in such good times for so long. And Joel, I know we talk about this for a, you know, a lot. <laughs> it cannot yeah. go on forever. Uh, we have been a very lucky generation and you don't have to look that far into the history books to see where life wasn't that great. 1929. Um, what's that? 90 years ago. Yeah the great depression 10 years and what's happening now in the world is, is the world's on a knife edge and it can go many different ways. And so the main, I want to share with everyone the three ways that it could go and what you can do about it financially and personally just to prepare yourself. So the first thing that is, and probably the most likely is economic collapse. I, most people say we're already in a recession or diving into it. The next step is a depression. Um, I'm not going to talk about statistically what that looks like. Let's just say people can't service their debts. And when debts can't be paid back, the bank wants the money. And people lose their homes. They have debt on business. They lose their businesses. So people lose jobs. There's less money 
in, you know, being circulated, people are spending less money and ultimately the economy comes to a grinding halt. And so that is, that is very real. We're in Australia now. Australia has the highest debt to average income ratio in the world, I believe right now. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and here's the other thing, team, if I say anything that might not be a hundred percent right, uh, feel free to educate, but please don't criticize. Um, one, I'm not in the mood. And two, <laughs> two, I, um, this is, yeah, this is just, this is just my opinions. Okay. So, and so economic collapse is something that can absolutely happen. And if we, if we, if we haven't learned from our past, then we're going to suffer again in the future. So economic collapse, there's two parts. There's financial preparation and then there's physical preparation. And so if, if we were to go into a depression, um, less people are spending, businesses go closed down, people that this is who's fucked people that have debt that they can't service people that have debt that are already just making ends meet. Those people become fucked unless they come up with a strategy. Um, and you can negotiate interest rates. You can negotiate. Everything's negotiable, but ultimately if you're over leveraged, so you've borrowed more than you can service, you're screwed. Now, if you're an entrepreneur or you're an investor, that's good for you if you've got the cash, because people are going to be selling stuff cheap. And so how do you financially prepare for this? Well, again, this is just my observation. There's three real assets, I would say, during or leading into a depression that you really want to hold on to. Um, If your real estate is not leveraged, obviously land is important. And if you can hold it without struggle for that 10 years, look, the great depression was 10 years, whether it was that long again, I don't know, but if you can hold it for that cycle and when the markets come back up again, you're good to go. If you, if you can sustain that cool real estate's okay, but it's not the best because it's not liquid. It's not like you can trade your house for food because during an economic collapse, things that were once important, no longer are. What becomes important is this food, water, shelter, and then commodities like fuel, batteries. Um, I went and bought, I went to the supermarket today and bought a ton of batteries. They become valuable. Okay. So what you, what you perceive to be valuable now, it shifts, everything shifts. So a house is great, but it's not liquid. There's, you, you, you can't trade it for food or batteries or <laughs> water. Okay. So water and food and, and that is really the priority. So the three assets you really want is cash, physical cash, not cash in the bank. Okay. That's one. And I'll go into why soon. Yeah. Cash, um, precious metals, and I'll go into these in more detail soon and cryptocurrency. And I'll go into that. Mm. So, so cash, why, why cash and why not in the bank? Uh, it's so liquid. You can spend it. <laughs> if you know, when, when, when the recession comes, there's still going to be trade. There's still going to be trade. And that trade is going to be in the form of commodities, food for money, cash. And 
if you know if you have cash then you can get the commodities it's that simple if people lose trust in paper money and fiat currencies then it will be straight barter this for that which ha has its own problems but the reason you don't want your money in the bank your card might work for a while if though there's something called a bail-in law and i know it's they've got bail-in laws in australia and i what that means is that a bail-in law means that if you have money in the bank but the bank owes the federal reserve or the bank owes money ultimately and the bank can't pay their debts the bank is legally allowed to take your money to pay off their debts so the money that you have in the bank isn't safe if the bank goes under and now this has happened in the us and this has happened in the uk so this absolutely this does happen it's not like it's not like some conspiracy this does happen yeah um and so cash in the bank again is not it's not really safe so physical cash boom that would be that would be the number one choice precious metals now precious metals again do well during a recession they don't skyrocket and you become a millionaire but they hold their value and they've held their value for centuries um so they're really just a great great store of value it's not like you're going to lose all your money in the stock market it is it is just somewhere safe it can you can you barter with it can you trade with it not as easy as actual cash but it's it's a little bit more liquid if you've got coins it's a little bit more you can you can barter and trade with it and then the last thing I said was cryptocurrency. Now this might be pretty controversial, um, but here's the great thing about cryptocurrency. It's decentralized, so no one owns it, which means it's, it's pretty much, it's quite unregulated at the moment, but it's, it's nobody can kind of cut off, cut it off from you really. Once, once you have it, it's in, it's in the cloud. And Did, he, didn't some guy create it and then he just disappeared? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, Satoshi Nakamoto, maybe the Japanese guy. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So crazy cryptocurrency. And here's the other thing, my beliefs again, and you know, you could, you could disagree. That's totally fine. But the future I believe is in digital currency. I mean, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure that out. And like, when's that transition? When's that shift going to happen? It's, it's when the paper system fails and it we're, we're, we're now it's starting to fail. Um, and when it does, I believe cryptocurrency is going to skyrocket, which means it's a good investment, not just for the decentralization, but because it's, I believe now it's on sale. Like it's cheap now compared to what it will be worth. Um, yeah, get on it guys, get on it. <laughs> and so I'm jumping onto it. Say that. <laughs> um, so this is what I would say. So if you have, maybe, maybe you have some net worth. And what I mean by net worth, you might have money in property. You might have money in the stock market. You might have money in currency markets, foreign exchange. You might have cash. What I believe is the safest, the most, the best leading into an economic collapse is cash, yeah. physical cash. And if you want to play it safe, precious metals, it would be a combination of those two. If you want to take a bit more risk or you've got a little bit more money than most people, I would go cash and cryptocurrency. Let me ask you this real quick. Uh, you were telling me about this. It looked like a little like USB type stick thing and you can put your Bitcoin or your cryptocurrency on it. What is that? 
Yeah, so that's called cold storage. Cold storage. So with cryptocurrency, it can be... Um, I mean, this is what I teach people in my courses, but it can be it can be kept on ultimately a warm storage, which means it's hooked up to the system, and then cold storage, which means it's separate. And a good analogy for that is um, it's either money in a bank account, so the bank has your money, or you've got it in your wallet, physical yeah. cash. Yeah. So cold would be in your own wallet, warm would be in the bank. So it's kind of like extra safe. Even though cryptocurrency is decentralized, to make it even more safer or more secure, you have it. Yes. Off the grid even more. Correct. Yeah. Off the okay. grid. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and then, you know, you can keep that in a safe at home. You can bury it in a, you know, like waterproof container. <laughs> yeah, like it's like, like you know. Digital pi- treasure. Pirates, pirates really buried treasure. And <laughs> and this is this is no different. Um, so, yeah, that, that's really it. That's really financially... M- the game plan, I would, you know, not that I'm telling you to do this, but that's kind of what I'd be suggesting and, and how I'm working with my clients at the moment is around that strategy. Um, yeah, that's solid. I like it. And I guess phys- so physical preparedness, here's, here's the other thing is, you know, do you run off to the bush? Do you, what do you do? What do you, how can you physically prepare for economic collapse? Can you remember when coronavirus hit and there was no toilet paper left and there was oh, all rationed off? Freaked right? out, man. They were fighting over toilet paper, and I thought it was funny because I was thinking to myself, "Wait, don't you need to eat first before you you go to the toilet before you crap? Right? Like you need <laughs> you need to do that first. That's going to be more important." I was like, "Why don't people just wash themselves or use a leaf?" <laughs> it seemed like a funny reaction, to be honest. So, and, and humans are so unpredictable in, in, in to some degree. Like I know there's so much we can predict. The patterns are quite obvious at times, but sometimes it's like, wait a minute, you, you as a collective reacted to that. It's kind of weird. So reaction is not a great place to be. And <clears throat> yeah, you want to respond, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Like what happened was everybody reacted and went and like got to- toilet paper. Strange. What I'm suggesting you do is build up about three months worth of food. As Joel said, food and water come before shitting. So, <laughs> so have three months worth of non-perishable food, baked beans, um, pastas, rices, anything that you know is canned, tinned, that will last and have about three months worth. Um, and, and by the way, I just want to drop this in as a side note. If you're listening right now, you're like, oh, come on, guys. If you're not seriously considering a plan B just in case, then you don't need to continue to listen to this. Like we're doing this because we know that there are some people out there that genuinely want to know. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Success leaves clues and the most successful people anticipate the future. Yeah. Yeah. Remember we were saying the other day, adapt or die. Mm -hmm. Those who can adapt the fastest to change are the most successful. Yeah. And so have I mentioned that already that, that, anticipating the future is the key to business life, everything. Right? Yes. Yes. It absolutely and, is. And so this is simply, if you want to like, if you want to do well in business, you look where, where the market is going and you beat it there. That's just a no brainer. And so this is exactly the same. Where is the world going? Where is the economy going? Okay. So what's going to happen when that happens? All right. It's like chess. You just want to be a few moves ahead. That's how you win a chess yeah. game. Yeah. And so the, to me, I'd rather have it and not need it rather than need it and not have it. And it's the same with food. Being yeah. hungry sucks ass. 
And the food, especially if you live in a big city, hear me now, if you're in a big city, it is going to be, the food will get taken quick and it will be hard to be replenished. So you just want to edge in to storing some food now. The, the good thing about Australia, by the way, if you're in Australia, we have five times the amount of food than we do population. So <laughs> we're very abundant in that sense. Uh, but I think it's good to know, like go and do your research too and know whatever nation you're in right now, what are the resources that you're heavy in, right? That's not, uh, the pro- I think the thing with America, and this is good for anyone that's in America right now listening to this, that America exports a lot of their stuff. A lot of the food that supply they have in their country isn't actually owned by them. It's by other countries. So if anything went down, those other countries are going to come grab it and say, that's ours, right? So be smart about it. Um, obviously, this isn't to live in fear. It's to be prepared for, you know, cool. We want to make sure you look after your family. You know, I, I was getting some mentorship a little while back, a few years back uh, by Dr. John Martini, and, and he said to me, he said that often if you're, Living in fear, even if something around you has shifted and changed and it's requiring from you to step up, often that fear is a signal to show you that you're out of alignment. And this is such, this experience that we're in right now, yes, you come prepared and yes, it's good to do the research. At the same time, like really drop in on yourself and go, am I out of alignment? Have I been out of alignment for so long, right? Because then you have like unsturdy uh, broken foundation. So it's good to get back into your alignment. And the other thing on top of it as well is this is an opportunity for you, maybe for the first time in a long time or ever for you to practice being in order and creating responsibility. Cause I know a lot of entrepreneurs and even me included, it's taken me a while to get my head around this, like having this responsibility around my finances. You know, I was good at making money. I, I know you, you and I relate to this to some degree. I know you're, you're really good with your order with your investments and everything. But I remember just like really good at making money. But then when it came to actually managing it and ordering it, it wasn't quite right. So this has definitely got me in a space where I'm actually really excited to diversify even more than I have been and creating more order, not in fear, but inspired to do it from a sense of like, hey, this is good to know that I can create security in my life as well. I think I think it's smart. Yeah, you can if if you've got some cash right now and you're liquid, you can make a lot of money. There are a lot of investors right now getting excited. Yeah. Um and I'll also I want to speak mm. into that fear bit a little bit as well. I've got a friend who is pretending this isn't happening. Just going about <laughs> his life and every time I'm like, yeah. dude, are you aware of this? He's like, "Nah, I'm just going to if I focus on it, I'll manifest it." And the opposite is true. So if you depend it depends I'm going to throw some words out and, and maybe you'll recognize them. Maybe you won't, but if you uh, reject your shadow, so if you, if, if you turn away from things and pretend they're not there, that's ultimately the shadow. And that is actually what will manifest. It will keep manifesting until you integrate it. Yeah. What you resist persists. Right. So for anybody who's trying to turn a blind eye to it, but you actually know that it's there, you need to acknowledge it because once you acknowledge it, you can deflate it. But if you, if you keep, like Joel said, if you keep resisting it, even though you know it's there, it will come and it will kick you in the fucking ass. So yeah, if you bury your head in the sand, I'm just here to warn you that you'll, you will manifest it. Whereas the people that look at it and acknowledge it, they won't manifest it. They can, they can do something to move beyond it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I like this, man. I have money right now in uh, Forex. What should I do? Should I take it out? Should I put it then into cryptocurrency? I, and I know this would be more your advice on like how you've managed it and how your students manage it. I know it's not like the overall answer, but should I be thinking about that as well for anybody that's, that also is listening that has some money tied up in some other areas? Yeah, good question. So I will just say with all of the programs I run, um, to go into this amount of depth isn't something I would do. What I would do for people is say, well, here's what's happening. Here are the options. Here's your lifestyle. Here's your risk level. What would you do? Right. And then they put their own portfolio or plan together. Yeah. Um, and it really does depend on what your outcome is. What do you want? Do you want to survive or do you want to thrive? Yeah. It also depends on your risk level. Are you willing to risk it or do you want to play it safe? And it also depends on how much network, how much have you got to play with? Because there are some people right now who've got so much money that they can just do whatever they want. And I would give them something different. So for someone, if you have no money now, okay, let's start at the bottom. If you, if you, if you're in debt now and you, it's struggling to service it, you might want to consider clearing it. If you just don't have much money, but you don't have much debt, I would just start getting the the food and water sorted just that that is your job get your food and water sorted three months worth if you have a little bit of money i want you to think about liquidity i want you to think what is the most liquid so liquid means it's like can you convert it into usable cash if it's in the i'll talk about the stock market and then foreign exchange stock market remember is you're buying parts of businesses. The economy machine runs off of business. If the economy crashes, businesses generally not all crash. If your money's in the stock market, you know what? It might fucking crash. Um, would I pull it out? You know, I'll just be honest. Stock market's not my thing. Would It just makes sense to me that it wouldn't be in there. Yeah, have your stop losses set. <laughs> so it withdraws at a certain point. Instead of letting it take your whole whole amount out. <laughs> um, with foreign exchange, again, not a specialty. I think I, I, I would put it, I would move to cryptocurrency. That's what I would do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I believe that that is one where the future is and remember, anticipate the future, get there first. And, and two, that has got, yeah, the area of the most growth. It, it's, a, it's a powerful asset, I believe. Yeah. And, and it's such a good point. You asked, you were saying, you know, measure how much risk you're willing to take and, and what's your numbers. I personally, I can only speak from my personal experience. What I'm doing now is I'm allocating a certain amount. I'm like, all right, I'm going to divvy this up and put this into certain accounts. Um, we're talking today about buying gold and silver, actual tangible gold and silver that I can Good hold point. in my hand. Good point. Not, not paper assets, but physical gold and silver. Like actual, like gold bullion, right? And silver coins and things like that. You know, just having these things. And the thing is like, okay, let's just say, because these are all hypotheticals because we don't quite know yet. It's just like we said, it's good to be prepared. Hypothetically, if everything starts to go to a place where it's like, wow, we're on a really good positive upturn and things have, you know, majestically shifted in a, in a powerful direction in, in rapid time. Cool. Awesome. Then at least if I have the gold and the silver and I put some money in crypto, <laughs> I haven't lost anything. If anything, I've just diversified. So, you know, that's why I really wanted to get John on today to, to really share this with you because 
I think some people just like kind of have either they choose to just have their head in the, in the sand because they don't in any way want to take risk. There may be this like massive fear of stepping in on, on so many levels, right? Which is, you know, there could be a limiting belief there of failure and mistakes are bad. So you just hug everything. Uh, there could be scarcity, like, oh, I don't want to divvy it up. You know, what if I, what if I uh, you know, don't make more money wherever it may be? What if I lose it? I want to be able to touch it. What if it goes and so on? Um, and then there's this, this sense of like, wait a minute, here's an opportunity for me to actually try something different to what I usually do. And you've ended up with maybe possibly some investments you put in in this time that could actually grow. And at the end of it, you come out and you're like, oh, wait a minute, the world's all like kind of panning out again, but I also made some more money in the process too. And I know that you, you're doing pretty good lately with the cryptocurrency and I'm watching it and I'm kind of like, mm, I think I might uh, divvy some up and put some in. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's what I mean. People, there'll be some people that will just try and survive and there'll be some people that go, I'm, I'm making the most out of this. The, yeah. Some of the wealthiest people on earth that are made during these times. And so with the right education, the right advice, hanging around the right people, learning the right lessons, that's that, you know, that can turn, you can turn a little into a lot. It's funny because I just saw something on Entrepreneur, uh, their website earlier, and I just showed you briefly. And the CEO of Airbnb said it took 12 years for them to build this billion-dollar company, and they've almost lost it in something like six weeks. It was, it was a really short amount of time. And obviously, that sounds like a bit of an exaggeration, but I think you know, to be standing on billions to then see so much of it go, you'd probably feel pretty shattered, I'd imagine. Um, they also are able to bring it back up when everything kind of goes on an upturn at some point, uh, if that's the case. But I, I think this, the lesson here is this could happen to any and everyone. It could on some level. And it's just like, you've got to measure and go like, wait a minute, how do I want to roll with this? And I think that uh, a lot of people have been, you know, felt this pinch at some point in their life. Uh, if they've tried to, you know, step in and play the game to some degree. So John, yes. real quick, what do you feel has been probably one of your biggest financial mistakes that you no longer make that we could take away from this that would be pretty fruitful to know? Yeah, it would. The biggest financial mistake um, is definitely not having my ducks in a line. More, more, when there wasn't order outside of the wealth space in my life, my wealth space crumbled with it. So life is a holistic game. And I'm telling you now, the people that will survive, whether it's civil war, whether it's anything, are the people that have their ducks in the line. If their mentally, mental strength will get you through. <laughs> That's the key. Being fit and healthy will get you through. Um, having control of your emotions will get you through. So, it's funny. We, we always talk about everything touches everything or all parts affect the whole. Yeah. You can say it a million different ways. Get your fucking life in order in all areas, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually have master yourself so that no matter what happens, you can flex into that area. Same with, you know, the, the fitness training you do. If you, if you just do yoga, for example, if that's all you do, and something happens and you have to lift up something heavy, you're screwed. <laughs> you're fucking screwed. You're flexible. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I say this, emotions as well. There's all these people that preach love and light. And believe me, I stand for that. I fucking love love. I really love love. But, but if that's all you have, then you can't flex into other areas. We need to, we need to be holistic. We need to be able to um, have controlled aggression. Uh, if you listen to Jocko, default aggressive. In business as well, default aggressive. So we need... Yeah, offensive. We need to be able to be dynamic beings. Not If we only play one game uh, and we we get forced into a different environment that we're not used to and we can't play in it, we die. It's that simple. Yep, yep, um, yep. So I'd say financially, the biggest thing is, is actually not financially. The biggest thing is get, get your mindset and get your emotions in order yep. uh, and the byproduct will be stability financially. Yeah, I love this, man. You speak so similar to Ricardo Bosi, who we had on, uh, I think it was a lot. It was one of the last couple of episodes and he said something similar on the lines of we've got to have like every dimension of our life in, in mastery and order. That's really the, a big key. And the spiritual piece was such a big foundation as well. I look at someone like Jesus, like he walked around, right? Had next to nothing on him, right? He just had like a robe and he kind of did his thing and people would bring him in and feed him and everything. And, and that he was just so spiritually connected at the same time. I'm like, well, what about having a form of this spiritual connection being the type of person that has that energy that emanates that, that love and that care and that contribution that people want to come in and support in times like this too. And at the same time, having wealth behind you, like on top of it, that's, that's just like, that's going to be the biggest game changer. So yeah, man, look, really love this. This is awesome. Is there anything else you feel like we would need to know uh, before we, we go and prepare our, our order or our responsibility, our structures in our life? I would say just physical preparedness as in you've got, if you've got your finances in the right places, um, you've got food and water, all of that stuff prepared. The last thing would be just some basic, basic survival equipment. Um, and even, even this, like ideally. When you say, when you say that though, it, it, in what sense, like why would that, how would it even come to something like that? Yeah. I know you've played out a couple scenarios. Yeah, but- yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look at the Great Depression. And I'm not saying it will be the same. I'm just picking lessons from the past. When food and water become the priority, having a garden is powerful. And knowing how to garden is powerful. Maybe having chickens is powerful. When it comes to your, like, do you, you know, do you have a garden? Do you have, do you have a, a, a source of water that you can collect? Um, I, I, potatoes are my jam. Like potatoes are the one vegetable. If you can have one, have potatoes. They grow in almost any soil. Um, they're easy to grow. They are dense in carbohydrates for energy. To me, great. Chickens as well, great. Um, and so how does it come to that? Well, it's come to that in the past by exactly this. People literally run out of money. They have to you know, look at YouTube, the Great Depression. There's people living in tents. There's 10 people living in one house. There's, you know, two meals a day uh, max. And it's, it's very, very basic oh, food. That would suck. <laughs> it's, yep. you know, and, and, and in the Western world, and most people listening to this have probably never been without to, yeah. you know, but for a lot of the world, that's fucking normal. 
to be without. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so to think that it's just going to go on for us forever as, you know, the, the glory, the golden age is, I hope it does. I hope it does. But it's better to, to, to have and not need rather than need and not have. Yep. Oh, solid advice. John, thank you, man. Dude, needed that so much. Needed it, needed it. So yes, like I said, these are hypotheticals. You know, we're we're not saying this is 100% all the way hard hitting. That's how it's going to be, but you never know. And I think just being really prepared within our mind, our, our soul, within our emotional, within our physical, that's how we should be approaching life anyway. You know, because a lot of people I see and that, that we've even had on this podcast that are really crushing it, they have really great sense of order in their life and they take full ownership. And I love that because you're like, hey, let's take ownership before the, the, the ship potentially has, you know, 50 holes in it, right? It's like you got the, the backup raft just in case and everyone wants to now jump you on your raft. You it could happen, you know? So, so it's just about getting ahead of the curve in so many ways. I know you do it within business yourself as well. You're great at investing. You're great at making decisions around business. And so you, you just translate this even more into, into the financial. So yeah, guys, uh, listen, take everything with a grain of salt too. like take on things that you feel like, yep, that resonates to me. I'm cool to do that. This here is just to, to inform you a little bit more than what you would. Cause I know there's a lot of conflicting information and uh, I know John does a lot of work around this. He coaches a lot of people around this. And uh, we've had so many conversations about it. And I thought it'd be really fruitful for you to know. So, John, you're a legend, man. How can we find you, bro? Where's, where's your, you've got courses on wealth as well. And fill us in on that before we wrap up, just in case anyone wants to reach out to you. Yeah, of course. So, team, to find me anywhere, um, John Templeton Official. So, at John Templeton Official, that's Instagram, Facebook, website, all of it. Um, and yeah, right now, I'm really diving into p- helping people with their wealth because, you know, out of all of the things that could plausibly happen, I want to protect people financially as best I can. And you know what? I always sprinkle in the holistic mindset stuff as well uh, because they go hand in hand. But yeah, John Templeton Official, reach out to me, follow me. And if you're interested in really diving into wealth personally for you, then yeah, jump on one of the next upcoming um, intensives or courses. There you go. Awesome, bro. Thank you, bro. Good love, man. Pleasure. Appreciate you.